and welcome to what I have just uh, researched and discovered is in fact episode six of Shades of Blue, which is pretty exciting. Um, thank you if you have managed to listen to the other five episodes, um, and I hope that you enjoy this one. We are speaking to the lovely Lucy Mountain. She is a friend of mine. She is a self-titled Instagram person based in London. Through quirky infographics and a heavy dose of sarcasm, she uses her platform to help women have a better relationship with food and their bodies. She also has a Facebook community of women called Team Knobs. She creates accessible workout plans via an app and she launched the Knobs cookbook with realistic, simple recipes. So without further ado, let's chat to the fabulous Lucy Mountain. Right, let's kick off then. Mm. So lovely Lucy, tell us about where you've come from and where you're at now. Uh, I guess I am an official Instagrammer now because... I've been full-time with it since Christmas. Um, but my background, I guess I talk a lot about health and fitness, kind of. It's mostly nutrition at the moment. But I was never sporty, ever, um, in school. It just was not my thing. I hated the gym. And it wasn't until I went to uni uh, when I was studying. I was actually doing media with marketing. So it wasn't anything any anything really related to, to, to fitness. But I started going to the gym there purely because I wanted to get thinner because that's what I thought everyone was supposed to do for the exact (laughs) exactly um and just I was doing like uphill walking on a treadmill um with my diet pepsi classic on the treadmill yeah me and my friend were just power walking um because that's what we thought we were supposed to do because we read it somewhere once um and then fast forward to now I guess I've kind of had this almost mental transformation where I've gone from really hating my body and hating fitness to just enjoying it. And the the shift has been from focusing less on being thinner, being smaller, looking a certain way to actually just enjoying it um, and now making a career out of it, essentially. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, your content is so beautifully put together. Like, I love how Mm. you... uh, have the combination of all this like very um very pristine production um but it's all kind of there to talk shit about the industry yeah <laughs> those i love it i i honestly get so much joy from making pictures. the the actual pictures themselves i just love it it's like a little like a little art project every time i'm like how can i i think of a, a thought or maybe someone's asked me a question and i think how can i represent this in a picture with food um, so every time it's like a little challenge and I, I love it that's, that's awesome and listeners we will be linking to Lucy's Instagram if for some insane reason you're not already following it in the show notes um, so go and check that out thank you so you've had a pretty meteoric rise on social media um, to the point that you were able to quit your day job and become a full-time influencer in terms of your mental health how has that transition been um I have always been quite transparent about my mental health and I think even before Instagram when I finished uni and I couldn't find a job because that's not you know that's something that happens to a lot of people um I moved back home and I had a whole year where I was working in this supermarket cupcake shop couldn't find another job anywhere else I mean there were great cakes but I just hated I hated life and I was really depressed I actually got therapy for a while whilst I was back home um and I think because 
my family fortunately have been so supportive and open about topics of mental health I have always been very in tune with my mental health that's really great yeah so when Instagram was kind of growing and you know I had this new revenue stream I guess as well working with brands it did I managed to kind of stay in touch with how I was feeling throughout because I think when you grow quite quickly because it was mostly the biggest growth I had was kind of over a six month period so it was quite quick yeah really quick I almost became a bit obsessed not obsessed with growth but if I wasn't growing I'd be like oh why why do people not like this pose what what have I done why do people not like this and it is a bit it's a bit of a head fuck because you're like you always want to be growing because yeah, you see that as success you that you're ranking yourself by yeah exactly so you have this new metric which is your Instagram follower count um and I think any influencer that says they don't care about that is obviously lying um because you know you do get quantified by brands on your on your following and your audience but it really takes a lot of um it's it has it's taken me a lot of work to really focus on my community rather than those numbers and those figures so it is an ongoing work mental health is obviously an ongoing thing that you have to nurture and look after all the time but it's um fortunately I have got the tools and when I feel like I don't have the tools myself I will be the first person to say hey I need help I've got a life coach who I've started working with for ages I was like I'm never having a fucking life coach but now I'm so thankful I reached out to her um and I would still get therapy in the future of course if I needed it so I think it's just knowing there are options yeah that's great I think in whatever context having that outside perspective who you can talk to kind of free of judgment free of them being too involved in your life is so valuable for anyone whether or not you're kind of actively dealing with depression or any sort of mental health issue it's just so nice to know like okay like this this time every week or every month I get to just like chat to somebody and it's you know it's a kind of self-contained thing I can say whatever I want yeah feeling like I've got all that out of my system isn't it weird though that you know like what you do with your Instagram shades of blue it's like when you make an Instagram caption and it's kind of to no one, it's yeah. just to the internet, that also has, like, that's quite cathartic. It's very cathartic, yeah. Yeah, but actually, it's essentially to, like, potentially thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> but because it's not to anyone directly, it still has a really positive impact, it's just yeah, being it open and vulnerable to the internet. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely therapy doing that. And then, obviously, it's very nice when, you know, people get in touch and are like, thank you for... yeah making me not feel so alone in my experience yeah um, like it's, it's really amazing to, that there are platforms now mm. that um you can have those conversations mm. um well you know it's you know it's very isolating dealing with mental health issues um mm. as it is but let alone when there was there wasn't any of the connectivity that we have with social media yeah so as much as social media can be a complete shit show for mental mm. health it can also be quite valuable in that yeah definitely someone actually recommended me a book I've not read it yet but it's by Brene Brown and there's this book she has where it's I believe it's made up of women's stories and it's called uh I thought it was just me and it's these really candid vulnerable stories from different women from different backgrounds different privileges and they're talking about different things in their life and honest dialogue about something they feel weird about and they felt like it was only them that was going through it 
and it's, it's a whole book full of all these stories. I've not read it yet, so maybe I, I, I mean, I don't know if I should be recommending it or not. I don't know if it's actually good. I hope it's good. But I mean, Brene Brown's amazing. Yeah. If you like Brene Brown, I mean, I love Brene yeah. Brown. So yeah, it should be really good. But I'll keep you posted. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so a lot of your Instagram is dedicated to calling out the dangerous promotion of diet products by influencers. Can you speak to the impact this has on the mental health of those people's followings? And also, if you think Instagram now banning that type of content is going to make a big difference? Um, when I heard the news, I just felt I couldn't describe how I felt. I was so happy, I think, because a lot of my content, like you say, has been centered around raising awareness. Um, because the reality of these products is, firstly, they don't work, first and foremost. So these appetite suppressant lollipops, detox teas, whatever, they have no scientific backing which is a problem in itself but what I was more concerned about was these people not even being deceived but also the mental health aspect because they were basically buying like, and people still are because they're still available but they're essentially buying these products where they are making them physically ill and they're also it's making them feel like they need to look a certain way and the models promoting them have these a certain kind of body because yeah. they're targeted um, and they believe that these products are going to get them there. Um, and it's just like, that is a shit show. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, <laughs> and I think whether I think it will impact the, the, the companies themselves, I think absolutely, because so many of these companies have grown from social media. Yeah. Their, their business is largely Instagram and their marketing strategies are, they, they put so much money in influencer marketing sure. that if we're now saying, hey, if you promote a detox tea or a yeah. shake or whatever, we're going to report you, it's less desirable for the influencer, even though money's involved. And I think that will slowly start to trickle back. Less influencers selling them, less sales, less revenue, and fingers crossed, these companies can be shut down. But I think it's a huge, positive, big step forward. Yeah, I agree. It's also very exciting to hear hear that news yeah um so i guess speaking to that the media has i mean for a really long time glamorized this certain type of body image and mm. offered pretty terrible advice on how to get there how much more toxic an environment is it to be growing up with social media now versus printed media that was putting out that type of information 15 to 20 years ago it is, it is funny when you look back isn't it because i i mean i was like a 90s kid so i'd have like Likewise. yeah so it's like kate moss Nicole yeah. Richie, it was all about like heroin chic. Yeah, um, size zero zero. Yeah, but it's it's so funny because as much as I can't, I can't now I can't relate to that because that skinny image is not the ideal anymore. It is still a thin woman. Yeah. It is still, and even now, if you're in my kind of realms in my kind of industry, it's a thin woman that has like big bum abs yeah. and it's like even though we're saying you know oh fit strong is better yeah. than it's skinny sort of thin that has a nice healthy stuff yeah. so you can sort of feel like oh that's all right yeah yeah it's like um, oh she's got a big bum so it means that that's healthy yeah. um but it is still just any beauty any beauty ideal is going to be problematic to a degree just by the nature of having a beauty ideal um so i think we're definitely making progress. And even looking back to, you know, three years ago, when you look back at old imagery and even things in magazines, you can see that there's a shift. Yeah. Um, 
but it's still a problem. I have loads of the the girls in the knobs community. They will talk about the pressures of actually fitting into this fit ideal, but they'll think that's what they should look like because yeah. that's realistic. But to many people, it's not realistic to be to build like shitloads of muscle and be training in the gym like five times a week. That's just not a realistic goal, nor is it a lifestyle for them. Um, so it brings its own pressures, but I like to think we're moving forward for sure. Yeah. And for those listeners who don't know, tell us a little bit about what you're doing with knobs or what knobs is. Yeah, knobs. <laughs> I love I love saying it like I've recently got an accountant just to sort myself out essentially now I'm freelance and um he was like, What's the name of the business? I'm like, Oh it's it's knobs, it's that's knobs like no K. Um and he's like sixty, good old Nige. Um but yeah, it's uh it's, it's always called Nige. Aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Nigel, Nigel and Barry. Um, but he, uh, basically, Nobs was born out of just making a Facebook group about a year and a half ago. Um, and I was writing a Facebook, um, sorry, I was writing an Instagram caption. I said, loads of you ask me the same questions. Should we just make a page and I'll answer them in the group? So it started off as like almost a Q&A page where they could just ask something and I'd always reply. But now there's like 9,000 women in there which is mad yeah it's it's mad um but it's so much more than just asking fitness questions it's like all sorts goes on it's like 40 posts a day the girls are asking about like fitness food but also like what which skirt should I wear which one do you like um this has happened with my friend what do you think I should do how should I react and you get a lot of groups like that where it's more community-based And I'm in a lot of them, um, but maybe it's just because it's mine, but I'm like, I really don't feel like there's a group that is as supportive and as like chill, calm, non-judgmental as Team Knobs, which I'm just so but proud I, of I it. I get that because I mean, that's what you're like. Yeah, so yeah. So it sort of makes sense that that's what Yeah, I don't know. going to, to Yeah, do. I think, do you know what? I think I definitely treat that group, like that is, a, that is part of my job, even though it's a free group, I do feel like, by my presence there every week you do sometimes when people make groups it goes out into the it it loses control they don't have control over it when it grows to a certain size and I think when you've got a community it's important to keep stay present yeah at least directing it in a certain way yeah because it can I remember there was a period maybe like six months after we launched it and I felt I wasn't giving it much attention as I maybe should have been we did weekly lives but I wasn't in and out of it every day and I almost felt like it was running away with me a bit. And there were people that were kind of leaving more controversial posts. I wouldn't see it. So it, sure. it is a big task. Yeah, sure. But I feel like now more than ever, it is running itself more. Because people get it. They get the community. They get the message. Um, and they're just great. They're so great. Love them. That's, <laughs> Love that's, the knobs. Oh, <laughs> oh, and yeah. then the uh, because, you know, you obviously don't have enough going on um you have recently launched the get your face out campaign yeah tell us about that do you know what I must have only been like three months ago this is quite a recent thing for me I have always known I love makeup and I've worn it every day without even questioning it um and it was about three months ago I was doing an Instagram story and I was like I don't I was looking at my face and I was like automatically swiping across to put a blurry filter on it the subtle filter and I was like, why? I've just realized I do this every time I do a story now. Every time I talk to my phone, I have to put that subtle filter on it. And I just thought in the moment, like, oh, I'm not going to put it on this one just to see 
what I feel about it. And I, I just felt really uncomfortable, didn't like it. And I realized that I had become so reliant on this kind of blurry filter. I wouldn't edit my Instagram pictures with that filter. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't use Facetune to smooth my skin on that. So I'm like, why am I doing it on my story? And I think it's more of like a, it's more of a personal thing for me rather than, rather than it being a movement that I've been really passionate about for years and years and practice what I preach. It was more of a thing of, I'm going to stop doing this. And if you want to join me, do it with me. So I'm, I still feel straight. I still do stories now without it. And I'm like, Oh, I don't like my face, but this is so liberating. You just press post and you just do it anyway. Um, so yeah, the past three months that's been really good. And even with makeup as well, I'm having more and more makeup free days where before I would never, ever, I would never have gone out of the house without makeup. I used to, if I want to go to the corner shop, if I would want full face of makeup. When I was at uni, full face of makeup every day. My my best girl mates, when I lived with them, they had never seen me without makeup. It's just mad. mad. Yeah, it's mad. Like it's it's just mad. But it was just all, I was trying to trace it back and it was just all these old narratives that I had in my mind from even when I was like 15, 16 sure. that I didn't look good without foundation. Um, and I still love makeup and I still do wear it a lot. And I, you know, if I've got an event or I'm seeing someone, I do usually put it on, um, but I'm much more comfortable now with people seeing me without it as well. And I'll do stories now without it. Um, which again, I would never have let Instagram yeah, I mean, see my face. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, as like any, oh, especially like any female using social media, like that's, that is a big deal. Yeah. Like, you know, most people who do the, like, I just woke up like this definitely didn't just wake up like this. So actually, <laughs> actually, like, being probably barefaced, um, ongoing rather than it just being for this like one-off campaign yeah. beautifully shot nude like beautifully lit yeah. whatever um is is yeah really cool and mm. you've you've had an amazing response to it so that must be yeah. pretty great that yeah. you've been able to inspire other women yeah to... and it's i always make i stress the point like it's not about shaming women for wearing makeup sure. i still wear it all the time you know it's not it's not something which i hate or think is wrong but to feel um, okay as a human you don't you know that's you don't need that to feel yes exactly yeah it's it's being happy either way um in the same way that you would pick a different outfit depending on how you feel that day and you might feel good in one one day you might feel good in one the next but it's it's down to you um and it's yeah not to shame people the way i feel about filters though I, i do think filters are definitely a problem because it is creating this this vision of yourself which actually doesn't physically exist with makeup you can you're kind of emphasizing what you have yeah. and you're and it, and it exists and you can touch it it's tangible you can feel it whereas with the photo editing for me I just feel like it's more of a mental health issue because it is lit it doesn't physically yeah, I mean there's this, exist. this whole Instagram look where everyone has the same face that's created with fillers yeah but it's not actually I mean if you look at like facetune like how ridiculous all the things that you can like tweaking it oh it's like yeah you're not actually like winding up having anything resembling like human anatomy no. <laughs> at the end of it but yet you feel like oh to look you know i have to look like that to be yeah. instagram presentable a hundred percent yeah um, you're, you're right there is an instagram face and we all know what it looks like yeah. it's it's that perfectly chiseled jaw it's because it, that's it now it's not even like big lips and botox it's actually 
uh, cheeks, it's jaws, yeah. it's it's everything, and we're all under pressure to have to look like that face. Yeah. It's crazy. No, it's, it's really, really surreal. Mm. Um, so the other thing I wanted to ask about kind of putting it all out there, how mm. scary was it putting that cellulite video out with Stylist? I don't know. Do you know what's really weird? I think that was a real turning point for me because I filmed that maybe a year ago now. So, yeah, it must have been a year. Um, and I... I always, I always felt very self-conscious about the cellulite on my legs. And I, I get people look at me like, oh, those aren't your legs. Like, I, get, I literally get comments from people like, oh, that, that's not you, is it? And I'm like, just because you think I look a certain way doesn't mean that that's not a part of my body. And also, it's such a normal part of someone's body. Yeah, sure. We just don't see it. Um, so I, I, I felt, I think I felt nervous when I was shooting it. But after we'd shot it, I was just, I only felt excitement. And when it, oh, when, cool. yeah, and they always send it to me before they put it out. And when they sent it to me, I just cried. And I'd never, I've never felt emotional about a piece of content before. Um, and I remember I was at work and I just sat in the back room and I just started crying. I was like, I just couldn't believe it. I was just like really, I felt really proud. Um, and I also felt proud that I was okay with it as well um that's a big deal and that yeah now now I now I love doing things like that I love sharing bits of me which I don't which I would have previously felt weird about um for me though I I always try and stay on the line of not forcing it to be relatable because we've had this conversation about authenticity yes I, I loved I loved your article you did on that and I still think about that now because it was such a it was a perfect way of summarising it because even back then we were in the height of f- forcing relatability yeah. and forcing roles and I hate that um, and I think that's equally as problematic as yeah, sure. what we see anyway um, yeah I really liked the fake authenticity stuff oh, mm. yeah I'll link I'll link that in the show notes yeah link well. it it's such a good article <laughs> Um, and then last question, which we ask everybody, what would your protest sign say? Oh my God, what my protest? Um, don't, don't be a dick to yourself, maybe. Don't be a dick to yourself. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm protesting against all the shit that women get told and are made to feel. I think that would be mine. Don't be a fucking dick. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And where can people find you? We're going to stick or, everything in the show notes. Or legalise carbs. Legalised cards, yeah. that's a strong one yeah. as well. I think one side for each hand. Yeah, or double-sided. Double-sided, oh, fantastic, yeah. 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 We are creative <laughs> that's here. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Where can people find you? I'm at Lucy Mountain on Instagram, and that's mostly it. You can join my Facebook group if you want to as well, which is Team Knobs with no K on Facebook. Awesome. We will link through to all of those below. Great. Oh, so lovely to chat to you. Thank you for having me.